Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us on this Veterans Day, Thursday, November 11th. We appreciate you. We appreciate our veterans as we honor them today and always. Uh, Michaela. Yes, it is Veterans Day. Are you more confused that it's Veterans Day or that it's actually Thursday? Because either is very possible. I'm confused that we don't have the day off. I feel like you get Veterans Day off. Veterans Day is a confusing one for a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of schools are off. Uh, I think LA Unified schools, the public schools are off, and so are New York City schools. Uh, Post offices are closed. Uh, Most banks are closed. Really? Everything else is open. Mm-hmm. It's random that it's on a Thursday, though. You know, Veterans Day used to be just to honor the veterans. That's what I'm thinking, too. Like, it's like a Thursday. Like, people are just getting a random Thursday off. Let me complete my thought, or are you just going to keep asking the same question, Michaela? I so see. they have Thursday off. <laughs> yes, yes. It, well, a lot of times, other holidays, they'll push to a different day. Uh, but if you notice, we got paid today. If you look at your account, uh-huh, came a day early. You better st- Listen, I, that What's just made I your do? day. That just I made love your day. Veterans day. Yeah, so so Veterans Day was the end of World War One, and it was, it was honoring those veterans at first, and then over the over time they started honoring just all veterans of all combat, uh, and, and so now it's just Veterans Day for everyone. Well, you know, my papa Frank Caverici, God bless him, and my uncles. Um, my papa used to wear his veteran hat everywhere. We mm. used to go to the base. Uh, to grocery shop, and uh, so I, I love that. I mean, I, I respect and love our veterans so much. Mine used to go to the VFW a lot. Do you What's know what that? the VFW is? Huh. Veterans of Foreign Wars. It's sort of like the Moose or the Eagles. It's like one of those like uh, sort of membership clubs for people who are in. Yeah, and you have yeah. and you go to the glass door and they have to buzz you in. It's a one oh, way glass. Oh, that's gla- a thing. Yeah, my totally. ex. Uh, I grew up. I grew up next to one as a child in Ohio. Okay, so my ex, uh, who was from Alaska, mm. we, they had a um, like a Moose Club or whatever. Not too. Alaska Thunder F. No, not that Alaska. No, no, just from Alaska, like real Alaska. Oh. <laughs> Well, honey, that's debatable too. Alaska Thunder F is oh more God, real to me than so the state. Gay. Why am I talking about the state of Alaska? And we just and drag queens. <laughs> Amen. Well, happy Amen. Veterans Day. We're glad that you're here. We have a great show coming up for you. We're we're keeping it honest, keeping it real, talking about our trans sisters of color uh, who are under attack once again uh, with a story, a heartbreaking story. We're going to kick things off within about 12 minutes, but then stick around because later this hour, uh, if you're looking for the perfect day. 
and not not the perfect day according to the movie Mean Girls, which was, I believe, what was it, April something? No, that was Miss Congeniality. Uh, Miss Congeniality, because it's not too warm, it's not too cold, it's the perfect day. We're talking about the actual perfectly planned day. What time of day should you, I don't know, have a cup of coffee? What time of day should you buy shoes? Is there a right time of day to ask your boss for a raise? Mm, love that. Well, listen, I'll we tell answers. you what. People are not happy and feel it's very depressing around 5 p.m. in Los Angeles right now with the time change. Because it's dark. Lord almighty. I love it. I hate it. I actually said yesterday how much I love it, and here's why. Why? Because our schedule, usually we go to bed. At some points of the year, we go to bed while it's still light out or close to light out, and it makes me feel like I don't have an evening. Last night, I got back from uh, shooting, and all of a sudden, it was getting dark out, and I was like, Wait, I still have three hours before I have to go to have to go to bed. Like, what is this? I actually get to feel like I have an evening. Oh yeah. So for maybe. that reason, I kind of like it. It's it, okay. it gets me ready for bed. I hear that. I hear that. But I also feel like I walked out of the studio yesterday, and it was dark. And it was dark, mm-hmm. and I was like, "It's five o'clock." Yeah, that's real. Grow up. That's son. Real. But also, really quickly, and we're gonna get to news on the beat. Do you ever feel like when the time changes, it changes by one hour, but the the daylight to dark ratio feels like it shifts by like two or three hours. Yeah. It feels like it goes from getting dark at like eight to getting dark at five. Yes. On a one hour shift. Yes. Never made sense to me. No. Something's not adding up. Uh, yeah, I hear that. Well, can you make some sense of news on the beat? Are you ready? I can try. First one of the day. All right. The Sorry. Biden administration <laughs> announced a deal with Johnson & Johnson and COVAX, a global COVID-19 vaccination program, to distribute J&J's COVID-19 vaccine to people in conflict zones and other difficult-to-reach settings. The company's vaccine is preferred for this kind of work because it is more easily stored and transported, and it requires only one dose. Meanwhile, states are still struggling with how to approach mask mandates. In Texas, a federal judge ruled the state's ban on mask mandates in school violates the Americans with Disabilities Act. A court in Pennsylvania, however, struck down a mask requirement in schools. Governor Tom Wolf has appealed, effectively keeping the mandate in place. Places in Europe are going further with new restrictions, with Berlin set to ban unvaccinated people from restaurants, bars, gyms, and hairdressers next week. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 63 in New York, 86 in L.A. (gasps) Honey, did you hear that? 86 in L.A.? Yeah, we went from 66 to 86. How How was it in New York? It is 63 in New York. I'll be there Sunday. I'm wearing sweaters. I can't wait. I already told you, honey. It's 52. It's going to be 52 when you go there. It's going to be a high of 79 in Vegas today, 90 in Palm Springs, 77 in Houston with thunderstorms, 70 in Baltimore, 66 in Cleveland, 70 in Sacramento, 91 in La Quinta, and 91 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. Celebrate your personal victories because no one else understands what it took to achieve them. I love that. Celebrate yourself always. Yeah. Also, by the way, it's 11-11 today. I feel like it's good energy. <gasps> that is a good one. I know. Mm. All right. Coming up uh, in 2021, uh, we are dealing with so many uh, of our trans brothers and sisters dying. It is a milestone and we're going to talk about it next. Michaela, what if I told you that there is a strategy, a perfectly formulated schedule that if you followed, uh, it would be the greatest life hack of all time. Every single choice you made throughout the day would be lined up perfectly with your optimal timing as a human being. 
What would you say to that? I would say give me all the answers right now. Because this is really fascinating because there's a study that was done uh, to figure out all of these things and, and, and how to sort of plan your day. Uh, and this was all done by UK Biobank. Now, they tested 88,000 people. Uh, they said, for instance, here's one, and this is one that we cannot do. But maybe you do, actually. Uh, people who fell asleep between 10 p.m. or shortly after are less likely to develop cardiovascular disease compared with those who go to bed either earlier or later. Now, I went to bed at 7.45 p.m. last night. Does that mean I'm at risk? Am I going to bed too early? That sounds incredible to I can't me. Stay up I'm till, exhausted. I can't stay up till 10, 10.30. Not yeah. with these hours. Well, I got to tell you something. I do, and I have been lately... Uh, and I, I, I can't do it anymore. Like I'm tired. Mm. It's really difficult for me. I feel like I try to, I'm like trying to work a million different jobs and, uh, and it's, I can stay much. up. I can stay up until like 10 once a week during the work week. I, I literally hear that. But I have to be in bed Are by 8.30. Are you napping in the afternoon still? Yes. Mm-hmm. Almost every day if yeah. I have time. But this week and last week, I haven't had a whole lot of time. I've just yeah. been too busy. I know. Uh, even to get like an hour to like close my eyes. Usually my mind stops like racing after about an hour. Yeah. And by the time that happens, it's time for me to get back up so I don't actually sleep. Totally. Um, but this is the perfect daily routine according to this study. If you're going to weigh yourself, and I've been doing this because I'm weighing myself, I'm doing it like once a week right now, and sometimes I cheat because I'm curious, uh, but I'm trying to lose some of that COVID fat that I put on this last year, and so I've been weighing myself. Well, do you know when the perfect time to weigh yourself is? When? When do you weigh yourself? I've never, I don't weigh myself You don't at all. at all? You just look at your waist to see how you feel? Yes. Okay. Well, if you are going to weigh yourself, do it at 6 a.m., Right when you wake up. Yeah, that makes sense. You've had time to process. You might go to the restroom in the morning and get everything out of you. You have no food or like beverages in you at that time. Because sometimes I'll weigh myself at night and I'm like, wait, what? I weigh heavier, but then I'm like, I just ate like a foot long sub. Loki, I did that last night. That is a true story. Amen. Now, if you're going to take your vitamins, you should do it about an hour later because uh, if they are water soluble, especially vitamin B, C, and others, uh, they absorb best on an empty stomach. If you're going to take a pregnancy test, Michaela, if you want to find out if you're pregnant, you should do it at 7.30 a.m. you want to know why? Why? Because that's when human chronic uh, something, some weird HCG is the word. Uh, I oh, yeah, that, that makes sense, that's actually. That's when the levels are at their highest, and you're more likely to get an accurate result on that. Okay, well, I think that this is all super interesting. So they're saying go food shopping at 10.30 mm-hmm. a.m. Yes. Because your stomach is full from breakfast, yep. making healthier decisions. Mm-hmm. Ask for a pay raise. At 11 a.m. Yeah. And take a walk at 12 p.m. Yep. As I'm reading this, it's totally making sense. Well, because at 11 a.m. is when you're supposed to have your most, your highest level of energy. Because let's let's think on average, you go to work at 9 a.m. Most people do a 9 to 5, right? And you're kind of getting warmed up. And by 11, you're at full throttle, right? Yeah. You go for a walk at noon because that's when the sun is shining just perfectly to give you the most vitamin D. And that's very, very important. You should eat lunch an hour later, and then maybe have coffee around 2.15, because at 2.16, according to the study of 88,000 people, at 2.16 p.m. is when the average worker starts to dip in productivity. So at 2.15, one minute early, you should have that coffee. Then you might be amped up from that, because the best time to have sex, when do you... So, 3 p.m. Okay. When so do you like to have sex? I'm a morning girl. I do. I mean, I am too. But because we wake up so early... Mm-hmm. 
I actually do find that we, when we get it on, honey, mm-hmm. is around that time. That feels right. Like right before I go to the gym. I had all the sex last night before I went to bed. That's probably why I went to bed so early. Oh, yeah, because you mm-hmm. went started having sex at three? At uh, seven. It was a random time. Okay. It wasn't my best performance, but we did it. Well, uh, guess when you're supposed <laughs> to clean your house? When? 4 p.m. Why? Uh, because those who clean the house in the afternoon find it easier because that is when hand-eye coordination Wait, is at what? its peak and your mood is brighter. But <laughs> a lot of people, sense. I feel like people wake up and clean their house. I clean in the morning sometimes. I actually got up this morning and you texted me that you wanted a coffee for work, as you do oftentimes, because I have a really fancy Nespresso machine. Uh, and my coffee is cheaper to you than it is, but it's cost me more, of course, but it costs you less because you get it for free. Amen. And so I made it for you. And your first drink this morning, you said, honey, it tastes like dish soap. I had to hand wash your yeah. coffee pot from yesterday. That a, I, I literally used. just took the cap off and kept drinking. Well, how about this? The best time to exercise, though, this one is a big one for me. Between 3 and 6 p.m. You want to know why? Why? Because the temperature in your body increases throughout the day, and it loosens up your muscle function and improves your strength. So that's the best time to go. But for me, I can't go after that because I literally will not be able to fall asleep. I have The latest time I can take a workout class is 5 p.m. If I do 30 minutes later, I will definitely fall asleep. Also, this one's really fascinating to me, and I want to share this one before I let you go. I know you like shoes. Love I shoes. love shoes. My partner just had to go up half a size because he thinks his feet are getting bigger or flattening out, and he looked it up, and it's a real thing. Well, it just so happens that the best time to buy shoes, 6 p.m., because your feet swell during the day. So you want to make sure you get the best fitting shoes. Hit the shops in the evening after work when your feet will be their largest. I love oh, that interesting? so smart. Yeah, well, for heels, that totally makes sense for me. My little feet swell up. And it, they... I'm going to forget all of this tomorrow, but... I feel very, very structured today. (laughs) Uh, Okay, listen, coming up, I'm so thrilled about this. Avril Lavigne, the pop princess. Thank God. She's making a comeback. She pop princess or pop rock? Pop punk. Yeah. Is what she is. better. And she's got a new single out. We'll be playing it next. It's time for our first round of What's Poppin' of the Morning. Michaela Gordon, you ready to go? Amen. What's poppin'? Okay, loving all of this, loving all of this. Avril Lavigne was one of my favorite pop punk princesses. That tie is something I wore during freshman year. Oh, I did the tie look all the time. We loved I it. I did ties with t-shirts. Uh, it's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, three years after releasing her hit sophomore studio album, Under My Skin, Avril Lavigne decided to go from emotional alt rock to bubblegum pop punk for 2007's The Best Damn Thing. But soon thereafter, she began to slowly move away from her combat boot wearing army jacket sporting persona reintroducing herself as a pop star in Goodbye Lullaby with hit single What the Hell. And now she is signed to Travis Barker's label DTA Records. And she has a new song called Bite Me. Take a listen. Um, I love it. Also, got to say one thing. Olivia Rodrigo. Wishes. 
right? And that that's the thing. I, all these young kids who were like, Olivia Rodrigo's everything. Like, I've never heard anything like it. I'm like, we've been listening Listen, to this for Paramore's, years. Paramore's going to make a, a comeback, too. This whole genre is going to make a comeback. Travis Barker signing Avril Lavigne. Machine Gun Kelly serving that, like, chemical romance vibe. Like, it's all Megan coming Fox back. Megan Fox is hot again. Yes. And here's the thing. I think it makes perfect sense. Because if you track where we are as a society and like when things are certain like a popping there's a lot of angst again right now people are on edge they yeah. want to rock out yes like nobody wants to listen to a pop song right now while the world falls apart around them we want to get angsty yeah do you know what i mean and yeah. that's kind of where we are yeah i agree i totally agree i love it i'm so excited let's get into it all right, coming up next, has fat phobia become a problem in gay culture? Uh, I think it's been a problem. Forever. But we'll continue <laughs> talking about it next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Coming up this hour on The Morning Beat, uh, one TikToker's video has gone viral and it has, has people asking the question, has our community become more fat phobic? I think the conversation about fat phobia within the queer community is not, it's not even a debate if it exists, but is it getting worse? Uh, and we're, and, and is it different in different cities too? I, I feel a very different pressure in West Hollywood living in Los Angeles than mm-hmm. I ever felt living in the Midwest. Uh, so is it a, is it a regional thing? Is it a new thing? And is it getting worse? We're having a discussion about it in about 13 minutes. So stick around for that. We're also going to share some of the audio uh, of the, of the young person who went to a gay bar for the first time, tried to flirt with somebody and it didn't turn out well. Uh, right now though, it's time for news on the beat. What do you have? Okay, so the Biden administration announced a deal with Johnson & Johnson and COVAX, a global COVID-19 vaccination program, to distribute J&J's COVID-19 vaccine to people in conflict zones and other difficult-to-reach settings. The company's vaccine is pre- is preferred for this kind of work because it is more easily stored and transported, and it requires only one dose. Meanwhile, states are still struggling with how to approach mask mandates. In Texas, a federal judge ruled the state's ban on mask mandates in school 
violates the Americans with Disabilities Act. A court in Pennsylvania, however, struck down a mask requirement in schools. Governor Tom Wolf has appealed, effectively keeping the mandate in place. Places in Europe are going further with new restrictions, with Berlin set to ban unvaccinated people from restaurants, bars, gyms, and hairdressers next week. Okay, another news. Kyle Rittenhouse, the armed Illinois teenager who killed two people and wounded another during unrest in 2020 in Kenosha, Wisconsin, testified in his own defense yesterday during his trial on homicide charges. Rittenhouse, now 18, is charged with five felonies. He did get emotional on the stand, saying he did nothing wrong and used deadly force to defend himself. However, Rittenhouse admitted one of the men who approached him was unarmed, but said he was confident the man would take his gun away and try to harm him. Rittenhouse's defense team today is expected to call more witnesses, including a doctor and a Kenosha police officer. The defense is also asking for a mistrial, claiming uh, prosecutorial overreach. I will tell you this. He looked like a joke yesterday. The tears he was trying to force out of his eyes, the ridiculous antics that he displayed in that courtroom. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. But it was trash. Also, tears and antics are what keep white people out of prison and have for 400 years. Yeah, but he was putting himself in like convulsions. It was so, it was so incredibly. But people fall for that. They fall I, I for it. I don't know it. if they did. Can you? Yeah. Can you imagine if that were a black male? He, a how, black male, wouldn't have even had that much uh, respect. Respect. Yeah, like how they would have shot him dead. On, but like, let's just imagine if that were a black male, how yeah. it would be differently. And if yeah. you can't, if you can't acknowledge that there is a major, major difference, that's part of the problem. Yeah, it's it, awful. It's going to be. It's it's going to get worse before it gets better. I think so too. Uh, testimony has just resumed. Actually, we see breaking news uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, as of just a few minutes ago. Insane. Insane. Uh, All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 91 in Cathedral City, a high of 91 in La Quinta, 59 in St. Louis, 66 in Cleveland, 70 in Baltimore, 70 in Atlanta, 81 in Miami, a high of 55 in Kansas City, 79 in Vegas, 90 in Palm Springs, and 86 in Los Angeles. Now give us a vibe of the day. Celebrate your personal victories because no one else understands what it took to achieve them. Amen. You're not in competition with anybody. No. Be cool. You're perfect. Coming up, has fat phobia become a problem in gay culture? It's been a problem, but we're going to discuss in depth next. I remember the first time I ever went to a gay bar, to a gay club. It was Axis Nightclub in mm-hmm. Columbus, Ohio. Uh, and it's some of the biggest drag queens in the world have performed there. Nina West, it's her home base. And she brings in everyone. I know just a few months ago, uh, the same weekend we were there, we missed by one night, like Jackie Cox, hiding closets. All those g- girls were there, and they just brought the house down. And I also remember that night being there with my friend Michelle, being so terrified and excited to be there, so nervous. It took me months of build-up anticipation to finally go to a gay nightclub. I was afraid to be seen walking in, but the second I got there, I knew that I was home. And I remember that night, uh, this couple, they seemed old to me, but like hot old. Yeah. I was probably 21. Yeah. They were probably 30, 35 maybe, right? Uh, which is laughable to me now. And they were dancing with me, and I was like, oh, they're trying to, oh, oh. They wanted me to come home with them, and I was like, whoa, that's hot. I'm nervous. Let's go. And we left. Never saw them again for a long, long time. And then I ran into them one time as an adult, and I was like, 
they were never that hot and they weren't actually that old. But that first time was an experience that I'll never forget. Yeah. And it was the first time I really felt in my own skin, around my own people, and I could be myself without feeling like I had to hide anything. Yeah. It's a big deal the first time you go to a gay bar, right? Yeah. Well, for this one TikToker, uh, Ziggy Tyler, uh, he was very, very excited to go to a gay bar for his first time, build up the nerve, uh, and listen to a bit of his experience, uh, what went down in his words. I didn't even finish my drink. I just straight up left. Because I walked up to this dude that I thought was cute. And I was trying to, like, say hi. He said I was too fat to try to be flirting with people. So I just, I just left instead. So definitely, um... Now, we apologize for there was a bit of a slip up there and he used he used a word, but he was upset and he was expressing his emotions. Uh, but this story is a little bit too common. Now, Ziggy uh, is thicker. He's he's a big boy. And he went. He was so nervous. He was so excited. He was ready to go. And he gets there and and he tries to hit on somebody. And this man rejects him yeah. and tells him that he's too fat. And he walks out now. I think it's fascinating. On one hand, there's part of me that at this age in my life that is sort of like this TikTok generation is wild to me because I can't imagine filming myself the entire time and then filming myself crying about it and then that, editing a video and putting it out there. So that's a little weird to me. You know, it's so weird to me too. And I and I, it almost makes me feel like, um, and this is the judgmental part of me, which I need to get over. I'll talk about in therapy maybe tomorrow. Uh, but I, I feel like um, it... Was this for show? Like, yeah. Was this as genuine and as authentic as he's making it? But I will say, it probably is because the fat phobia mm-hmm. that happens in our queer culture is so awful. I mean, they it's put in grinder bios. And I well, I think also the deeper the deeper conversation is, it is it for show and to try to get likes and, and clicks on TikTok possibly. Because I have talked to my therapist about this and how I feel about certain people who share certain things online. One of them we know. A person that we both know went through a cancer battle and shared everything online. And I'm like, oh my God, this is obnoxious. It's so distasteful to me that you're going to share all of this information so publicly. It was very, very just graphic information. And I was like, that's so gross. But my therapist said, and I said, this person's trying to get followers on social media off of their struggle, their life, like their battle to save their life. And my therapist said to me, yeah, I see that. But also, is that okay? Is there something actually wrong with that? And why does it bother you? So this young person could be trying to get some clout and some fame and some followers, but also that's not for me, I think, the bigger issue. The bigger issue is... Fat phobia is real, especially in our community. Yeah. So however you expose it, I guess if that's how he expresses, then I have to respect that. I'm uncomfortable with it. I wouldn't put myself out there crying like that on social media, but I'm also 41. And also, you know, there is an audience that needs to see that. Sure. Because it validates their experience. Yes. I, I will say, when I first went into my first gay club, I was so excited and I like, I you know the story, I never brought and I was like ready to go meet these girls and the girls were really mean to me and they mm. thought, for whatever they thought, whether I was straight or not, they... I left the gay bar and I like dated men. Like I was like mortified. I they were not nice. So I do feel that and I understand that. But also the difference is like we were mortified and scared and we didn't have the best experiences necessarily in some ways, but you're like cute and petite and hot and I was hundred and seventy five pounds and six foot five. I was a twink. Do you know what I mean? I was still like 
one of the hot guys in the club. I was one of the the fresh meat, if you will. I was one of the new young ones who was going to college at the Ohio State University and popping into the gay club. It's a very different experience than being, you know, 250, 300 pounds yeah. and being five foot ten and going into a place where I, I, I told you this recently, but uh, my partner and I go to uh, Barry's Boot Camp and Equinox. Those are our two places. And they're uh-huh. very, very like, you know, I ran into you at Equinox literally the other day. Yeah. And... Equinox on Sunset in West Hollywood and Barry's Boot Camp in West Hollywood are two of the gayest gym experiences you'll ever have in your entire life. Also, so many hot people. A lot of them are guys, a lot of them are gay guys, but just hot people in general. And I started working out again a couple weeks ago because I put on some weight and and I felt like I was fat. And I'm six foot five. I was two twenty five. That was my that's my highest number I've ever hit in my life. And I'm more comfortable around two hundred to two ten. That's a good number for me. And so I knew I had to do something about it. And we worked out for a week or two uh, at a different Equinox location, a less gay one. And my partner finally said, do you want to go to the West Hollywood location? And I said, okay, cool. I need you to support me through this because even though I've had a career and people know my face and people know me there and like I'm still an attractive guy and whatever, I felt a little bit too chubby to go to that one for a moment because everybody there is ripped. Yeah. So I can relate to this young person even if I'm not – you know, 300 pounds, I can't imagine what that must be like when you're trying to go find somebody and connect with them. Do you know what I mean? Because not everybody's going to gay bars to connect either. Yeah, no. Some of them are just going there to sleep with somebody. Like, and that, or some, But some people are going there just to make friends. Yeah. And, and this young man, I hope he gives it another shot because there are really great people and really great gay bars all over the world. A thousand percent. And I hope he finds one. Yeah, of course. All right, well, coming up, ugh, this story's rough. A woman gets a huge back tattoo of her boyfriend's name, but you won't believe what happened a week later. I bet I can predict. You probably can. Coming up. I'll never forget the first time I went to Las Vegas, your hometown, Michaela. Yes. Very first time in my entire life. And my ex and I happened to go with somebody who was a vile human being who was a boss of ours and decided to take us to all the strip clubs, right? We went to... Either Spearmint or Peppermint Rhino. I never get it right. Spearmint. Spearmint Rhino, okay? And we had bottle service the entire time. There's just three of us. And uh, what are the three of us supposed to do with multiple, multiple bottles of Grey Goose? Well, we did our best to drink them. And then late night, uh, I have the genius idea to go get a tattoo. So we go do that. Except for nothing's open on the strip because it's four in the morning. So we go to some place out in the middle of nowhere. And we get a taxi. We go there. We show up. The guy's smoking a joint and eating a submarine sandwich. His name is, I believe, Sparky was his name. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, yeah, sure, I can give you a tattoo. Oh now, God. all this goes down in a bit of a fog, literally and figuratively. I wake up the next morning in the Wynn Hotel, the very like first month it ever opened. The Wynn. I go to go to the restroom, and I'm standing there naked as a jaybird. But my arm is wrapped in saran wrap. And I'm like, what on earth is wrong with my arm? This is such a hangover moment. I unwrap it. There's blood. And there's a tattoo of three stars on my arm. Now, thanks to footage from my ex on his phone, we were able to put the pieces together and realize that I had gotten a tattoo that it was very intricate initially that I tried to describe to this artist. And then yes. my, my partner says to me, I still to this day I'm grateful for, he says, let's just simplify it a bit. Let's go with something a little easier. Okay, cool. We'll get stars. How many do you want? I don't know. I have to have some meaning. I say, let's get a star for each of my sisters. So I have three stars on my arm. I have four sisters. To this day, I still have no idea which sister I left out. Yeah. 
but I was very, very drunk. You were, yeah, listen. I want want to get them lasered off. I hear that. Okay, so I have a similar story. I had a tattoo. It's the Italian flag that's actually not the Italian flag. It's the Irish flag because- It's upside down? Yeah, it's backwards. Wait, what? You knew this. I never knew that. I told the story 17 times. I know that story about the stars. When I hear you say Italy or Italian, I always zone out. Um, I've lit. You've told that story Unless about the stars five times. Unless you talk about Vivian Cavaricci. And the five times that you've told that story, I've then shared with you the Italian flag story. Okay, well, that it's backwards. So if you're listening to the first for the first time, we are friends in the real world, so we do tell yeah. each other stories off air sometimes. Yeah. Michaela. All right. Well, speaking of Vivian, I also got Vivian's name tattooed on me, but Vivian's good. She's my girl. That's my grandma. I love her so much. She's already dead. Nothing could go wrong. However, this woman on TikTok. Oh my gosh. She's gone viral and I don't even know. (gasps) Well, she got her boyfriend's name tattooed down her back. All the way. Humongous. Down her back. Down Um, her entire spine from her neck to her butt crack. Mm hmm, mm hmm. And she was very proud of that tattoo. And this video's gotten her almost a million views, right? So it's doing something. and what it did, actually, the word Alexander, that's not like a little, that's not like getting AJ tattooed on your body. Alexander is a lot of letters. Yes. Down her spine, one week later, they break up. What do you do with that? What do you do? And we're not talking like simple like lettering. It's block letters, like big block letters down her spine. Why? But why would you why? do that? I don't know. And I don't know how you cover it up. Well, people are uh, obviously trolling her on TikTok. They have thoughts. Because they think it's funny, uh, and she opened herself up to it. But people said, uh, that's going to be awkward combo for the next guy. Like, what happens when she starts dating again? Well, so you have names on your body. Yeah. One of them is your grandmother. Yeah. And the other name is? Lisa. Mm. Yeah. That one makes me nervous. Yeah, why? Not for you specifically, but for every single person in the entire world. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's a bad omen. I couldn't get Emil's name tattooed on me. It makes me nervous. Well, I know couples that have gotten each other's names tattooed, and they've been happy. They've been great. So I don't know if it's an omen, if it's bad luck. Well, if it goes south for but... you, God forbid, and I hope that never, ever happens. I hope you spend the rest of your lives together. But if and it thank sh- you. If it should go south, you could always have Mona before it and be like, I'm a, I'm a I love, lover of art. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then you get Mona Lisa's face like tattooed on your chest or something. Yeah. That would be hot. Yeah, that would be really hot. Yeah, this one's weird to me. And I also think, here's my thought, because here's what I think actually happens. And you and Lisa have been together for many, many years, and you're like equal amounts of dysfunctional, which is perfect. It's like Emil and I. We're equally dysfunctional. So yes. we work together. But I think if you're a person who gets a tattoo of your partner, I, what happens then to the partner is the bigger issue. Because if I'm the partner and I'm with somebody who I've been with for not that long, and it doesn't look like these two were together for a long time. They definitely weren't together for six years. If my partner gets my name tattooed on them, I start asking all sorts of questions. Like, oh God, what is, what's going through there? Who is this person? Yeah. I don't want my name tattooed on somebody's body. I wouldn't tattoo my name on my own body. My grandma's been dead for a year. I don't think I'm ready to get her tattoo yet. But you don't have any tattoos except yes, for do. your weird sister tattoo. And this. From Natasha, Natasha Bedingfield, <laughs> the rest is yet unwritten. It's tattooed on my wrist in three dots. It's an ellipsis. <laughs> and people ask, why are they circles and not dots? I said, because I was trying to be artistic. And then I met Natasha Bedingfield in person, had no I idea it was her. Was. Didn't even tell her the story. Aren't you? Did, but you met Daniel Bedingfield too, didn't you? The brother? No. But I did meet her a second time. And the second time, you better believe I told her. And she looked at me like I was crazy. She did? She's like, of course. She's like, you're a grown man. You got a tattoo on your wrist based oh, off of the theme song fair. from The Hills. 
I love that show. I know you. So good. So I could relate to this girl in some, but this is also really tiny. It was so small, you as my best friend didn't even know I had it. Listen, I think that that's a good way to do it. If you're going to do a tattoo, just keep it small. To do from (laughs) neck to to butt crack, maybe save it. Want to hear an embarrassing one? Yeah. He's going to hate me. He doesn't listen, so it's fine. My stepbrother, Derek, he got after high school. So when he was in high school, he was one of the, the best running backs for high school I'd ever seen. He was a jock, right? He had some injuries. He didn't get quite finished his career the way he had hoped. But then after high school, he got a tattoo on his back. You know what he got tattooed? What? His last name in big, thick, black block letters, just like that would be on the back of a jersey. So until the day he dies, he has his jersey name printed on his body. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. I hate. Our family was like, what? His dad was so mad at him. Why did he do that? It's his own name. (laughs) Never going anywhere. Well, you know what, though? At least he can trust he's not going to break up with himself. Yeah. And he doesn't have to do a cover-up. That is real. He's jerk. You're smart. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You're a smart guy. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. This time, we're going to get you in the holiday spirit. I know Thanksgiving hasn't happened yet. That doesn't mean we can't think about Christmas. And boy, will you be thinking about Christmas after Michaela tells you what's poppin'. Uh, Okay, so I'm obsessed with this. Literally, Michael Urie serves Christmas Camp 20 in the first single all the way trailer. Uh, But also, so does... uh, Jennifer Coolidge and Kathy and Jimmy. Like icons. are you dying for that? Like, Like, I'm so into it. This is the Christmas movie I never knew I needed. We needed it. We've got uh, audio of the trailer. Take a listen. We'll discuss. Christmas is a big deal for my family. And every year, I'm this problem they all have to solve. Because I'm always the single one. I think you should come home with me. We can pretend we fell in love after all these years. (laughs) 
It'll be so easy. My family already asked why we're not just together. All right. <gasps> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Slay Queen Carol? You have to call her Christmas Carol. How did I not know your mom had a holiday-specific drag name? You get a pair, and you get a pair, whoever. Oprah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, of course you guys do that. So Icons Kathleen and Jimmy plays Peter's mom and Jennifer Coolidge plays his Aunt Sandy. Uh, and it's just hysterical. Additionally, Jennifer Robertson, who played the endlessly optimistic Jocelyn on Schitt's Creek, also stars along with Barry Boswick of the Rocky Horror Picture I mean, Picture he's an icon show. too. That, that's who plays Peter's dad. All of them. This <laughs> is the... You know what? This is what I don't care about... Uh, Lifetime anymore. And this is why, like, Lifetime and Hallmark just don't get it. Netflix. Net, Netflix. Netflix. It's just one. It's not Netflix. a lot. Of, this is one Netflix. Yeah. What are, one movie. <laughs> it's, just, it's all they've got. One at a time. Actually, that's what we should start calling <laughs> Netflix. it. Netflix. Yeah. Uh, this is why Netflix gets it. It's so funny. I can't wait to see it. I do also want to point out Philemon Chambers is his best friend. So it's 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 a queer interracial friendship that they're showcasing on Netflix, which is also super important. I don't want to see a bunch of white guys. Uh, so I'm, I'm I kudos to them for this. But his mom is trying to set him up with somebody with her trainer, and uh, that could get really dicey really quickly. You're going to have to wait till December 2nd. That's when it drops on Netflix. Amen. We should have like a movie night. Yeah. That's a cute. I'm coming over. Kiki. I love it. Then watch, over. A, one, ooh, then watch a lesbian Christmas movie. Have they made one of those ever? No, then we'll watch Moulin Rouge. Fair enough. Okay, perfect. All right, coming up at Therapy Thursdays, Dr. Milo Dodson joins us as we talk about hiding secrets from your partner. Is that something you should do or should you be brutally honest? Welcome back to the Morning Beat. We have a fantastic hour coming up for you here on the show. So thank you for joining us. It's almost time for Therapy Thursdays with Dr. Milo Dodson. Mm -hmm. He's joining us in 15 minutes. Uh, And we're talking about uh, building on a conversation we had earlier this week. Is it ever okay to lie to your partner? you're trying to protect them from pain or hurt or suffering is it okay to withhold things we have sort of differing views on that Michaela and I know that that is a, a conversation that has changed drastically over the years generation to generation we're going to get a uh, Dr. Milo's expert advice in therapy Thursdays so if you've got a secret you're holding from your partner right now you might want to stick around you better for that. spill it I'm just that's not what we're telling them yet we oh, got to ask Dr. Sorry. Milo okay fine well, we know where Michaela stands <laughs> it's currently time for news on the beat what do you got all right the Biden administration Administration announced a deal with Johnson and Johnson and Covax, a global COVID-19 vaccination program, to distribute J and J's COVID-19 vaccine to people in conflict zones and other difficult-to-reach settings. Now, the company's vaccine is preferred for this kind of work because it is more easily stored and transported, and it requires only one dose. Meanwhile, states are still struggling with how to approach mask mandates. In Texas, a federal judge ruled the state's ban on mask mandates and school violations uh, with the Americans with Disabilities Act. A court in Pennsylvania, however, struck down a mask requirement in schools. Governor Tom Wolf has appealed effectively keeping the mandate in place. Places in Europe are going further with new restrictions, with Berlin set to ban unvaccinated people from restaurants, bars, gyms, and hairdressers next week. Now, another news after a wave of subpoenas for allies and officials of former President Trump, the House Committee investigating the January 6th Capitol riot is now interested in gathering information from at least five members of former Vice President Mike Pence's inner circle. Among them is Pence's former national security advisor. Multiple sources have said that some Pence aides may be willing to engage with the 
committee. Trump is still trying to keep secret documents from his presidency away from the committee. A federal judge yesterday declined another Trump effort to pause the document handover and said Trump, as a former president, can't claim executive privilege as he tries to slow the process down when the current president supports their release. I think we have a very special call tomorrow. I think um, Trumpy's calling into the show. The former president? That's On right. our show? He's calling into our wow. show. Big deal. So you're going to want to tune in. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 86 in LA, 64 in New York, 79 in Vegas, 91 in Palm Springs, 77 in Houston, 64 in San Francisco, 70 in Baltimore, a high of 91 in Cathedral City, and 91 in La Quinta. I'm actually going to be in Palm Springs tomorrow. I cannot wait. I'm singing at the Equality Awards, where DJ Lisa Pittman will be spinning, so we're very excited to be there. Back to Palm Springs already. I know. It's only been seven days. It's actually been like five. I know. It's true. You were there Sunday. I was there Sunday. Mm, Numbers. Yes. Want a vibe of the day? I do. I always do. Here it is. Celebrate your personal victories because no one else understands what it took to achieve them. You're on your own journey, honey. I celebrate you. I celebrate you right back, honey. All right. Coming up, this is a really interesting conversation that we had yesterday talking about should you hide secrets from your partner if you think it's going to actually hurt them. I didn't agree. AJ disagreed with me. And now we're bringing on Dr. Milo for Therapy Thursdays coming up next. Channel Q. All right. So we had a conversation earlier this week about uh, a guy who, when he was dating his now wife six years ago, he was cat sitting for her cat while she was out of town. The cat was vicious. It attacked him many times. So he swapped it out, never told her. Ended up marrying her, and now he's feeling guilty about it, asking uh, on Reddit if he should tell his wife or just die with this secret. It got a conversation started about what we actually tell our partners. Is it ever okay to hold on to things if you know it's going to hurt them? Uh, so we thought we'd bring on an expert, Dr. Milo Dodson. Thank you so much for being here for Therapy Thursdays. Thank How are you? Dr. Milo. Absolutely. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Now you're in a you're you're uh, recently betrothed the, this last year. You're in a happy marriage. Uh, but when it comes to relationships, when emotions, things of the heart of this nature, is it ever okay to keep things from your partner, uh, or is it always a no-no? Well, I, I think fundamentally it comes down to understanding that trust and honesty are cornerstones of any and every healthy and loving relationship. So when we're right off the bat saying, I'm going to keep this secret from my partner, my question is, well, first, why? And then secondly, how are you going to continue to build and and be vulnerable with each other if off the bat you're saying, well, I can't even express this or I have to keep something from from my loved one, from my partner. So I think with the the cat case, like, look, that's, that's a whole situation there. Um, and at the bare minimum with that, there was no consent. So I'm definitely not okay with that. And I think, as you mentioned with Queen Yessie, uh, love of my life, um, I definitely would not do that with either of her two dogs because that just doesn't <laughs> seem like a good idea. Okay, so my well, okay, so I, go ahead, I, no, go ahead. Well, because I here's what I think, and this is where we're differing yesterday. I feel like no matter what it is, you should tell your partner be brutally honest, even if it will make them feel horrible, even if it makes them feel bad. Because 
I think you just have to tell the truth. But we were talking yesterday and the boys were saying, no, if it's going to be harmful and all it's going to do is hurt your partner, then maybe you should withhold it. So that's where we sort of differ in this room. Well, because my grandmother years ago gave advice and, and not that I'm taking advice from that generation because after my grandfather died, they were married for 56 years. She said if she could do it all over again, she never would have married him. It was a bad marriage. So like, let's just put that out there to begin with. But my grandmother did say something to me one time because I think I was in my early 20s. I was dating someone and I'd kissed somebody else and it was killing me. And I wanted to tell my partner and my partner and I were fine. We were happy. We were moving along. And she says, do you want to tell your partner because you think they deserve to know? Or do you want to tell your partner so you can get it off your conscience and make yourself feel better? If you're only doing it to make yourself feel better, then keep it to yourself. But I also think that that's sort of self like love and self growth. Like it, you got to kind of get it off your chest because you also have to be honest with yourself and like not have I, all of that. I inside hear that. Either. But if you're if you're doing something to hurt somebody else with no intention of walking away from the relationship, uh, does that does that ever hold true? Is that ever okay? Well, I think there's going to be some aspect of that secret that you hold on to or that guilt that may continue to grow over time that's somehow going to find its way into making the relationship not be as great as it could be or even becoming toxic. So there's going to be some way that the truth will come to light, even if it's not something you're consciously aware of, Mm -hmm. it's going to find its way out and have a negative impact on the relationship. Okay, so, so where do, I think where do we yeah. draw the line then between because something I've had to learn in my current relationship we're together nine years we're getting married next summer uh, is the line between what you're actually withholding and how much you're actually presenting all of the time because early on and in other relationships I would tell way too many de- details about like my ex relationships or about thoughts I might have on somebody else's attractiveness level or whatever, thinking that I was, I got to share, got to share, I got to share. So they know everything. But in actuality, I was hurting my partner. Uh, So what is the difference between just withholding some things that just run through your head and sharing everything just to get it off of your chest? Because I think there is a difference. Yeah, there, there is a difference. And I, I would say here it comes down to what's the intent behind holding on to something or sharing something. Mm. And ultimately that intent is going to drive the, the decision-making. But for me, I think it's always important to err on the side of honesty and vulnerability. And even though it may be hard, it doesn't mean that it's not possible. And even though there may be some tears, it doesn't mean that you withhold that from somebody because of how that's going to continue to impact the relationship over time. Mm. Well, I also think, too, uh, if you're just tuning in, we're with Dr. Milo for Therapy Thursdays. I think with when you withhold information, like the way that this guy withheld the information about the cat, you're not presenting who you really are then, which then does not give the freedom for your partner to decide if they want to be with you or not. Like, if you messed up, you have to tell the truth because you owe it to your partner to decide if they still want to be with you or not, and that is out of your control. And I think that that's respect to your partner. Yeah, 1000% because with trust, one of the core pieces of trust is feeling empowered to make decisions on your own and for yourself. Mm -hmm. And if we love someone, we wouldn't take away their power or we wouldn't take away their ability to feel empowered. And that's exactly what this, this guy did with the cat. You're taking away your partner's choice 
and the power of the choice to make decisions for themselves. So that's not, that's one of the the pieces that probably upset me the most. Um, In addition to the lack of, of consent, obviously is taking away the person's, power to choose what upset what upset me the most was that he didn't replace the cat with the dog that's what upset me more than anything Shut up, I hate cats. um no Dr. very milo we very appreciate great you so much thank you for joining us for therapy thursdays tell queen yesi we love her and have a great weekend oh absolutely will thank you all thanks honey all right coming up a new wrinkle in the astro world debacle is travis scott now profiting off the tragedy we discussed we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Next. Now, new details continue to emerge uh, out of the tragic Astro World Festival event that took place this weekend, taking the lives of eight young people, uh, young, young people, as young as age 10. Um, but uh, did, did, <laughs> this is interesting, is Travis Scott now sort of finding a way to pivot? Uh, and make money off of the tragedy that took place. Uh, because apparently there's a brand partnership happening with BetterHelp, um, and people are accusing Travis Scott of exploiting and profiting off of the victims uh, by offering one month of free online therapy. Now, the rapper announced uh, earlier this week that he was partnering with BetterHelp to supply free one-on-one online therapy to Astro World victims. Uh, and and people aren't happy about that. There have been over 40 lawsuits filed so far uh, since the concert, um, and this partnership has met, met with a lot of backlash. Um, so, I don't know. This is one of those situations where I feel like you're damned if you do, you're damned yeah, if you don't. I know, I do you know. you know what I mean? I know. Because anytime there's a, like a mass shooting at a school, there are therapists that are brought in to help the children. Right. And the administrators, the teachers, the parents uh, to help them understand how to cope with something so unthinkable. Right. These people went 50,000 plus people went to this festival to enjoy Travis Scott's music and eight of them never returned home. Some of them are there's a nine year old still in a medically induced coma as of a a day or two ago. Uh, And and so. I, I think it's tough because uh, although I could criticize Travis Scott on a lot of different things, just based off videos that have been put out since all of this has gone down, what I will say is you should not criticize the man for partner, partnering with with BetterHelp to offer free therapy. I mean, that, yeah, yeah. there's just some things that like... Okay, let that one go. Even if, and I'm going to say this, even if he is uh, benefiting financially by partnering with BetterHelp, he's still offering free therapy to the victims while dealing with lawsuits where he's probably going to have to pay many of them out. Mm-hmm. I, I I did see this article yesterday that I'm not sure if it's true. 
It did say that after he offered therapy, he did change his uh, phone number and his Instagram, and then people were unable to get a hold of him, or whatever way that they were able to get a hold of him, uh, they no longer were. I, those, it's still being, uh, there's still speculations, but... Well, I would say he's probably trying to cut himself off from the world a bit, but also, like, because you got to think that regardless of whether or not he was trying to uh, get the crowd riled up or get more people up front or whatever, which he has been, you know, accused of and found guilty of in the past and admitted to, right? Still, the intention is never to lose lives during mm-hmm. one of your shows. Nobody wants that. But the intention was not also to keep people safe. And that's an important part of this puzzle as well. Yeah. And so that's what these investigations are looking into. Um <clears throat> I do want to point out that Travis Scott is also already paying for the funeral costs of all eight victims. So I think that, listen, these victims range in age from 10 to what, 24 or 27, I think it was. And that's a different generation. And they get their therapy through places like BetterHelp. Yeah. My partner's on BetterHelp. Yeah. He goes to therapy on BetterHelp. Do you know what I mean? I meditate with Headspace. And calm. Love it's all headspace. about it's all about apps. It makes it accessible. You can do it on your phone. So this seems. Listen, like- I have a a, a, a Reiki. I'm meeting with a new Reiki master, and I couldn't wait to meet her. And she's like, "Okay, so click into the Zoom." And I was like, "Oh, that's how it everything all is. is on Zoom now." My doctor. I go to my doctor on Zoom all the time. Yeah, and that's just the world we live in, especially these younger people. Uh, and so this feels like an effective way to reach the most people. So I'm not going to hold him accountable because if he didn't do anything like this, people would then say he's not doing enough. Mm-hmm. It's He's in a lose-lose situation right now and will be for the foreseeable future. And his name will forever be tied uh, to this festival and to those victims, unfortunately. Absolutely. Um, but hopefully uh, he can do better. We can all do better. We've got to hold these concert uh, uh I guess, uh, like Live Nation, these... these Hold them accountable. You've got to hold them accountable. And and also these big artists who perform at these festivals. Yeah. Got to hold them yeah. accountable. There's got to be security. There's got to be better crowd management. This is unacceptable. But I'm not going to judge them on this one. If you're getting therapy to, to those who saw literally people getting trampled and losing their lives... Amen. That's a good thing. Amen. All right, coming up on What's Poppin', the Queerest Folk reboot just got a major boost from this gay icon. I'll tell you who it is next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Uh, one of the shows that really sort of uh, helped me through my coming out process years and years ago was Queerest Folk. Uh, now, that cast... Uh, today wouldn't hold up quite the same because it was very, very white and very cis and very, you know, male dominated. It's being rebooted. And there's some major, major news, Michaela. What do you have for us? What's popping? Okay, this is totally iconic. So I, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I had a conversation a few months ago with Michelle Visage and Michelle Visage was so upset because she could not get in to read for uh, queer as folk for the reboot for this character she really wanted to uh, play yesterday she made a post and she said oh my god it totally makes sense why I didn't get the read because the read went to Kim Cattrall mm. who's playing an iconic character but described as a martini soaked high society southern debutante with trailer park roots and everybody knows Michelle Visage is sober it would never make sense at all but Kim Cattrall makes sense and she's a part of the reboot on Peacock next year 
And I cannot wait because everyone was so sad that she did not go back for her role in Samantha on Sex and the City. And just like that. And just like that. She's booked elsewhere, honey. She's slammed, honey. She's so It's going to be interesting because these, these shows are going to debut not that far from each other. Um, and both play to kind of similar audiences, at least for like queer yeah. people. Like we love both. Uh, I'm curious to see how this plays out. I'm, I think it's great casting, though. I think it's incredible Sorry, casting. Michelle. Um, but she would have been great as well. No, no, no. But Michelle said, she was like, no, no, no. Kim Cattrall is the perfect person for this role. Absolutely. Well, how many times have you been sense. in that situation where you're like, oh my God, why didn't I get brought in for this? And then you see, and you're like, oh yeah, okay. That you're makes like, sense. got it. Okay, hear that. Or sometimes you're like, no, I could have done better. Often I feel like at times <laughs> I could have done better. Uh, okay, well, coming up in our final hour, we're talking to sex matter Less than ever. Could you have a relationship with just a little wait, nookie? Wait, this is making me so nervous right now. Why 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 am I already sweating? I don't I've know, got but I... sweat beating up on my forehead. Well, we're gonna talk about it next. Okay. Men don't care about sex anymore. That's what one study is now saying. That's a lie. A large, large, large number of them. The number is going to shock you, and I'm going to share the details in about 13 minutes with you. Uh the results of this. Uh the pandemic has changed a lot. But do men actually not care about sex? We'll discuss. Stick around for that conversation coming up next. Right now, though, it is time for some news on the beat. What do you got? Okay, honey. Well, there's a lot going on in the news. I'll never listen to me. I'll never be able to say that again with a straight face because you and Emil and Lisa dragged me so hard this weekend that when I can't find the news, I say though there's a lot happening in the news in the world, and now I can't say it without laughing. Okay, after. <laughs> also, you You're said that so one thing. You're so funny. You're so funny. Well, it's a true statement. You always say there's a lot going on as you scroll your computer and look for the next news story. I know. Every time. And at one point, there was so much going on in the news. Now, not so much, Mm. but I just still go with it. Okay, well, after a wave of subpoenas for allies and officials of former President Trump, the House Committee investigating the January 6th Capitol riot is now interested in gathering information from at least five members of former Vice President Mike Pence's inner circle. Among them is Pence's former National Security Advisor. Multiple sources told CNN some Pence aides may be willing to engage with the committee. Trump is still trying to keep secret documents from his presidency away from the committee. A federal judge yesterday declined another Trump effort to pause the document handover and said Trump, as a former president, can't claim executive privilege as he tries to slow down the process when the current president supports their release. Uh, In other news, a far-right news host is accusing out-secretary of transportation Pete Buttigieg of treating being gay like a full-time job in an anti-gay rant. Showing a picture of Pete and Chastin Buttigieg with their children, Newsmax host Greg Kelly said, why does he even have a cabinet job? Why would a small town mayor ever be taken seriously when he runs for president? Quite frankly, it has to do with his orientation, his sexual orientation, Kelly said. Buttigieg was the first out gay Democratic presidential candidate in history and no LGBTQ person has ever won a major party's presidential primary. Kelly showed some headlines about Buttigieg that mentioned his sexual orientation before saying they could not stop writing about this guy being gay. You saw it in the movie that he's obviously participating in being gay. I mean, it's almost like a full-time job. I could care less to show how cool with the gays he is. Kelly said that the first open out-of-the-closet, if you will, gay person in a presidential cabinet was Rick Grinnell, referring to Grinnell's three-month stint as acting director of national intelligence, a cabinet-level position. Acting director never voted on. Uh, Also, you could care less. It sounds like you actually care a lot lot about this. Also, 
Uh, how did we elect a, a former reality star and failed businessman as president of the United States? Yet you're focused on the transportation. Is he transportation? Is that what he is? The a cabinet member? Mm-hmm. Calm down, dude. It sounds like he has a crush on Pete. I just don't know why people will not leave Pete Buttigieg alone. Because he's gay and he's a dad and it goes against everything that the, the Christian right thinks is like truly American. Yeah. No, I hear that. He's an a-hole. He is an a-hole. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 64 in New York, 86 in L.A., 79 in Vegas, 90 in Palm Springs, 77 in Houston, 82 in Miami, 57 in Seattle, 70 in Atlanta, 57 in Chicago, 59 in St. Louis, 90 in Cathedral City, and 90 in La Quinta. Now give us a vibe of the dude. Celebrate your personal victories because no one else understands what it took to achieve them. I really like that. Only you really get the struggle, but also only you get to celebrate it if you feel like it. That's true. Share it with nobody. I feel like we never talk about that either, and you should celebrate yes. yourself, honey. All right, this article is wild. I, as a gay man, do you think that sex is important in a relationship? Yes. Do you think having a lot of sex is important in a relationship? No. Do you think having no sex is important in a relationship? That's not possible. Couldn't yeah. do it. Okay, well, apparently, according to one article, it may be possible, and we're going to discuss our opinions coming up next. Michaela, what would I? What would you tell me if I told you uh, that single men don't care about sex anymore? I would never believe you in a million years. Well, it might be true. According to a new, Never. a new study published by Match uh, that just came out, 81% of single men said that sex is now less important than it was in pre-pandemic times. The time before, we'll call it. Uh, this is kind of wild. 81% is a really, really big number. Um, but I think lackluster libidos are, are a result of sort of a perfect storm of a lot of things happening right now, uh, not just with the pandemic, but with... Our culture, society, technology, politics, it's a lot. And you you can't literally shut down a planet for a whole year, year and a half. Yeah. And then throw all this chaos at people and expect them to be feeling sexy. Yeah, I, right? I totally hear that. You go to the gym. If you do go to the gym, you work out in a mask. You don't get to see people's faces anymore. You just come to the same home every day. Some people have been working from home for two years. You know, my partner and I... I will say we had great sex yesterday. However, that was the first time in a minute. Like, we have not been as nearly sexually active. Granted, we've been together nine years, and that kind of it kind of ebbs and flows once you're in a relationship for a long time. We all go through seasons. We get that. But he's been working from home this entire pandemic. Nothing's different. There's nothing sexy about our home to him because he hasn't left it. He goes to the gym. We try to get out and do what we got to do. Yeah. But, uh... It would be like if I was living in, living in the studio for a year and a half. I'd never want to have sex in here. Yeah. Like, I, I get that. Totally. Um, do we think, though, that people will bounce back? Do we think this is temporary? Do you think it's attached to the, the pandemic? What do you think, like, the real reason is? I just think that people are literally dealing with so much. And when I'm dealing with so much, I'm not worried about having sex. Like, mm. I'm literally just trying to get through my own mental health. And I'm trying to, you know, uh, I, I know another couple that they're really totally obsessed with each other, but they really don't feel comfortable in their bodies. Mm. Like, they just don't feel good right now. So the sex has been quite limiting. Well, that's also true because, you know, I, I put on a little COVID weight. I lost some, then I put it on again. And I just hit my highest a few weeks ago, and I started working out again because I was like, this is not acceptable. 
for me. Yeah. And when I'm a little thicker, I don't feel sexy. Yeah. I don't want to have sex. And also what happens as we're all going through these scary times, dopamine levels drop, which means testosterone levels drop, which means the desire to have sex drops. And men, more than I think even women, men need to feel tough and macho and sexy and they need to feel like they have it together and they need to feel attractive uh, whether they're aware of it or not and also the more sex you have the more sex you have right you ever gone on vacation and all of a sudden it turns into like sexy time a thousand percent there's no stress there's no pressure yes you have sex once and all of a sudden you want to have sex again but if you don't have sex for a few days or a few months or a few years all of a sudden the need for it is less i have a friend who was in a marriage for gosh, eight the last eight years before they got divorced, never had sex. She's like, Well, time just went by and the more time that went by, the more I realized I don't really need it. Yeah. And I'm like, all she needs is one man to come rock her world again and I think she'd be back in. But when you're not having it and you're separated by, you know, pandemic or lack of going to the work it's like outside of like work and going to maybe a gym or going to bars, all of which were kind of 86th for a while because of the pandemic. Yeah. Where do you meet people? I, I don't know. How do you become attracted to somebody new? I don't Well, and also, this, it's just so different now. I mean, like, you can meet each other on, like, Tinder, Grindr, whatever. But people are still afraid to meet in person and have a sexual experience with somebody. It's, it's just very different right now. Well, another interesting study of this uh, showed that only 11% of singles, uh, men, actually want to date casually which is fascinating to me. And also, many men, according to the study, are now experiencing post-traumatic growth from COVID and are focusing more on prioritizing well-being and growing up and becoming more mature. So is it possible that this great pause, this great reset, as oftentimes it's called, actually in the long run will help people grow up? Because you got to think when you're going through life a million miles a minute, right, as we often do, You don't stop and think about things like, how do I feel? What do I think? Do I respect others? You don't think about those things. Of course. Some people don't. And now men are left with their thoughts and they're like, oh, wow, the world around me has changed quickly. Women or other men want to be respected and they want to be heard. And that's not the sexiest thing in the entire world until you understand that it is actually, in fact, sexy. Yeah. If you find the right person. Yeah. So maybe men are just growing up right now. Uh, Listen, I love that. I think in 2021, also, men are just very different. I think that the whole, like, macho, like, heteronormative conversations are being had and they're not feeling... I mean, I I, I just love it. I I, I love it. So, no, I'm sorry. Did I interrupt your your train of thought? Um, I've talked about this before, but I'll talk about it again. I just finished, uh, finished season one of Saved by the Bell. On Peacock, the reboot, Love. right? Mario Lopez and and Elizabeth Berkley came back. Mark Paul Gossler, Tiffany Amber Thiessen also come back for some episodes. But the young cast and the way that they handle like modern society is so brilliant. These actors are incredible. There's a trans female and she dates, she has, she kisses the straight guys. That was unheard of not that long ago. Of course. And the way they talk about consent and mutual respect and dating, and also the way that they they handle the misogyny that was A.C. Slater and the way that he always called Jessica Spano, Jesse Spano, mama, or hot mama, and always told her to relax. There's a scene where his character actually, as A.C. Slater, apologizes and says, hey, listen, you were the only one back then that was actually woke. Like, you were the only one that you cared about things like the environment and you cared about women's rights. 
and the rest of us were so blind to it. Yeah. And it's it, the, the irony of it all, how she was the one, the show handles it so well. And and I highly, highly recommend you binge watch Saved by the Bell. I can't believe I'm saying that on Peacock because it's a smart show. And it kind of speaks to some of this, this change that we're seeing in young men right now. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. All right. Uh, coming up, I actually, uh, this conversation I think is so great. What's the best time of day to get things done? New research is showing the perfect time to pay bills, weigh yourself, even ask for a raise. Yeah, I always say in an hour. An hour from now, I'll do that. Just in an hour. Just or, everything. And then it just I'll turns do it into an a hour. week, that's mm. a month, that's a year, that yeah. nothing. We'll have that next. Tell me something good. I'm going to tell you something great. So nine, nine years, nine months ago, when uh, T.J. Osborne, uh, half of the iconic country duo Brothers Osborne, came out of the closet, I could not have been more proud. I've interviewed the guys many times. I sat next to them at the Billboard Music Awards a few years ago, one row in front of them. I don't know how that happened. It must have been a mix-up, um, but it's a little humble brag from me. Uh, so last night at the CMA Awards, uh, he and his brother John Osborne, the Brothers Osborne, uh, they won an award, right? And John, of course, kisses his wife before they head up for their, their acceptance speech. And TJ kisses his boyfriend, Abby Ventura. Now, this is huge. Like, the world of country music has changed so quickly. Oh, yeah. There's so much more love and acceptance in that community than there was five or ten years ago. And I just want to, like, take a moment to, like, pay tribute to that because it's not an easy world to be yourself in, to be authentic, to be anything other than what, like their fan base expects because a lot of it really comes down to the fan base Mm -hmm. it's a business totally you got to sell the albums you got to sell the records you got to sell out concerts absolutely uh and if you're openly gay or openly anything other than what they expect you know cis hetero white that's been tricky in the past so this is a big deal it's a huge deal it reminds me of the moment that Lil Nas X in front of that BET Awards crowd you know kissed his now boyfriend at the end of his performance of Call Me By Your Name, Montero. Oh, yeah. Another big, big, big moment. A, 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 a black queer kiss in front of a BET crowd. That's that's the equivalent of what this was last night. And I just want to say, TJ, could not be more happy for you. Absolutely. Love it. Spread that love, baby. Spread the love, baby. Okay, this story is precious. Uh, so everyone's a fan of Sir Ian McKellen, uh, but... Most importantly, Millie, who's 17 years old, uh, she has Down syndrome, and she went to go see Sir Ian, Sir, Sir Ian, Sir Ian McKellen, um, and she took a snap, she took a photo, and oddly enough, Sir Ian McKellen saw the photo that she took of herself outside the uh, theater where he was performing, and he reached out to Millie's dad and asked if she could give him a tour of her hometown. And that's exactly what they did for four and a half hours. The pair enjoyed eating fudge, drinking coffee, watching the changing of the guards, and dining at Millie's favorite restaurant, even visiting her family home where they met her dog, Lola. Not Lola. Lola. That's a good dog name. I know. That's such a sweet story. I love that. He's 82 years old, just getting around, hanging out, being a cool guy. Ian McKellen's an icon. Yeah. Yeah. Sir. Sir Ian Ian McKellen. McKellen. You're an icon. You're an icon. Thank you. McDonald's is an icon. Mm, Tell me something is brought to you by McDonald's, actually, uh, because it's the season to treat yourself and drink up the holiday joy. Now get a small peppermint mocha, hot or iced for only $2. Prices and participation may vary. I'm telling you, I want a peppermint mocha now. That sounds cozy to me. What was that? I want a peppermint mocha. Peppermint? What did I say? It's a tricky word to say. Peppermint. 
I thought you said a peppermint. Peppermint. Like a peppery man. Peppermint. Peppermint mocha is my vibe. We are talking to a peppery man tomorrow. We have a great show for you. We've got a couple great guys on the show. Trumpy boy is going to join us. Our own John uh, D. Domenico, our own Donald J. Trump, and also tomorrow, Harvey. Yeah. Blowing up the charts, coming to the morning beat. Blowing up the charts. We've got his latest single in heavy rotation here at Channel Q, and he's calling in. Uh, I love talking to a Brit. I just love the accent of it all. I do, too. Mm. I love it. I love it. So thank you, as always, for listening to our show. Thank you to Dr. Myla Dodson. We'll see you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.